Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Hello, this is Monica Reinagel, and you're listening to the Nutrition Diva Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. If you live anywhere in North America, you're aware that we recently had an outbreak of foodborne illnesses linked to romaine lettuce. On the day before the American Thanksgiving holiday of all days, the CDC advised grocery stores and restaurants to stop selling or serving romaine lettuce and warned consumers to throw away any romaine that they may have had on hand. A week later, the CDC announced that they had tracked the problem to lettuce grown in the central coast region of California, and that romaine that was harvested elsewhere was safe to eat, providing, of course, that you could tell where your lettuce was harvested. Although it may seem like that would narrow things down quite a bit, the reality is that a huge percentage of the lettuce that we eat in North America is grown in that central California region. You know, it may seem like these recalls are happening more and more frequently these days, And that might give you the impression that our food system is breaking down somehow. But part of this is just that our systems for detecting and reporting outbreaks have gotten a lot more sophisticated. Growers, packers, and distributors work very hard to prevent this from happening. Not only do they not want to be responsible for anyone getting sick, but these recalls are financially devastating for them. Revenues literally drop to zero overnight. And it can take several weeks for the CDC to sound the all clear. And in that time, millions upon millions of pounds of lettuce will be destroyed. A grower can easily see an entire month's worth of income or more go up in smoke. And it can take years for sales of an affected commodity to rebound from something like this. As a result, Enormous resources have been invested, and in many ways, our food system is cleaner and safer than it's ever been. However, food production has also become increasingly centralized, so a local problem can have national consequences, as we see with these outbreaks. The irony of all of this is that we have at our disposal a technology that could prevent these outbreaks. In 2008, following an E. coli outbreak affecting raw spinach, the USDA and FDA approved irradiation as a safe and effective way to kill harmful pathogens on spinach. This process had already been approved by the European Union and the World Health Organization, agencies that tend to be a bit more conservative about these things than our own FDA. Ten years and countless outbreaks later, however, irradiation is still not very widely used. 
just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. And now, here to shed a little light on this situation is Dr. Christine Brun. Dr. Brun has studied consumer attitudes toward food safety and technology, and she served as the director for the Center for Consumer Research and as an advisor to a number of nutrition and food technology organizations. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Brun. Thank you. Before we talk about why irradiation is not more widely used and whether it should be, can you first just explain to us a little bit about how this is actually done? I think a lot of us are probably picturing a giant x-ray machine or something like that. The product would be washed and packaged and then placed in a special facility or a special chamber where it is treated with uh, x-rays or gamma rays. And this is very carefully measured. And the exact amount determines the impact on the product. So for something like destroying bacteria, it takes uh, a little bit more energy than something like destroying an insect. Uh, because bacteria are really tiny and it's easy to to miss them in the uh, the rays that come out. The product that comes out is nutritious. It has no flavor difference. It can be eaten right away. But it must be treated in a special facility where the, the x-rays are contained and the product is carefully monitored and controlled. So you said this actually gets done after the product is put in the packaging. And that makes me wonder, you know, what the ideal time to do this might be. I mean, on the one hand, we want to catch these problems before the stuff starts fanning out across the country. But on the other hand, the sooner in the distribution chain it happens, the more opportunities there might be for recontamination somewhere down the line. So do we do it at the packing plant or at the local distribution centers? The sooner you do it, the better. And doing it once the product is packaged prevents cross-contamination from other items. So that's that's the safest time to do it. You would not do it at the grocery store. And most certainly, you don't do it at your home because we don't have these kinds of facilities. No, I guess we don't. So as you say, this is an effective way of eliminating pathogens. And unlike other methods, such as perhaps pasteurization or chemical treatment, irradiation would have virtually no effect on a food's taste, texture, appearance, or nutritional value and leaves no chemical residue. Is that correct? 
That is correct. Very minimal effect on all of those, uh, an effect that is so small that it is considered insignificant. And that's why FDA has approved it. But the main reason it's not being used is is actually a congressional reason and not the current Congress, but decades ago in an ultimate care about safety the Congress decreed that irradiation, although it is a process like cooking and freezing, that it must be treated as though it was a food additive. So actually that regulation by Congress has tied the hands of the Food and Drug Administration and it has tied the hands of the food companies so that they cannot use this technology that could have indeed destroyed the E. coli so that people don't get sick. So this is not actually available for use? I thought that it was approved by the FDA and USDA back in 2008. It is approved for iceberg lettuce and is approved for spinach. Those two only. Not for romaine lettuce. Not for spinach mix that has little pieces of carrots and cabbage in them. Not for many of the applications where it could be used because each individual food must be approved. And at this stage, it's only iceberg lettuce and it's only spinach. This makes it then really not economically feasible for the industry to build a, a facility that is pretty pricey and only use on a small segment of their total market. Would it be to the growers' advantages to lobby for uh, better rulings on this or or greater access to this technology? I mean, they're obviously suffering just as much as everyone else from these sorts of recalls. Absolutely. In in my view, it most certainly would. Uh, There needs to be an additional petition put forth addressing any questions and concerns the FDA may have had previously and getting these other items, uh, these other food products approved, a more broad race. Maybe still better would be to ask Congress to change this rule uh, so that you can allow a decision to be made on risks and benefits. That FDA is not permitted to do that right now. Uh, identify irradiation as actually what it is. Uh, it is a process just like cooking and freezing. And then let the uh, food industry go on ahead with it. I favor having regulation and I favor informing consumers about what has been happening to their product to make it safer. In my view, irradiation is one of the strong and powerful safety enhancing technologies. And it's currently not being used because of congressional mandate that may have been reasonable several decades ago, but is not relevant today. Well, let's talk a little bit about consumer perception of this technology. I think there was back in 2008 when they approved it just for those two narrow crops that you mentioned, iceberg lettuce and spinach, there was a lot of concern. I think some of that may have been based on misunderstandings of what this technology is about. People were afraid that the food might somehow be radioactive. Indeed. People who are opposed to this technology, who want to have uh, products treated uh, or not treated at all, they will suggest that the food may be radioactive or somehow develop some uh, new and unusual characteristic that would be harmful. There, there has been decades of work illustrating that that is not true at all. 
and consumers still, however, are concerned because they, they don't hear about it. They don't talk about it. And they are not aware of, of uh, what the treatment is and how carefully it has been monitored. We have done research ourselves on attitudes, including some work just done a few years ago uh, with over 700 consumers where we told people, first of all, we just used the word irradiation and not very many were interested. But once we indicated what the benefits, even in a sentence or two, we got interest in buying this technology up to 70 to 80%. So let those who want the safest foods for their family buy radiated foods and let those who prefer not to buy a foods that's not treated. Uh, but in my mind, we should have the choice in the marketplace. So you would be in favor of um, labeling that would indicate that a food had been irradiation, and then we would have uh, a job to do to educate consumers about what that meant and what the risks and benefits of that were. Well, you know, I'm an educator, so I believe in telling people what's happening and let them make a choice. So yes, I personally favor labeling it. Not only, no, don't use just use the words irradiated. Say why. Mm-hmm. It's irradiated for maximum safety. It's irradiated for your protection. Those are the terms that I would like to use. You're obviously aware of some of the arguments or fears maybe that um, consumers or uh, other agents have made against this. Are there any concerns or fears or questions that in your mind are uh, reasonable or, or would deserve further investigation? If you had asked me this question 20 or 30 years ago, I might have said yes. I've been looking at irradiation myself since the 1980s. And I have, I believe every question and concern that I could imagine has been addressed and quite satisfactorily. They have done chemical studies on this product. They have done, that is analyzing the chemistry of irradiated foods. They have uh, also done various laboratory animal studies where animals have been given irradiated foods as 100% of their diet for many generations. There's been nothing ill effect that has resulted from all of this. I think the safety is uh, quite well accepted, not only in the United States, but in every country that has looked at the technology and all the scientific groups that uh, investigate this. So safety is really not not the issue. There's the cost of doing it uh, because the industry has to buy the equipment uh, or rent the equipment. From the consumer's perspective, it's just a few pennies, uh, just a few pennies on a package. The safety is so profound. Yes. And, you know, that might be one of the potential advantages to the fact that our food supply is becoming a little bit more centralized to these growing regions is that that kind of approach would be more cost effective to apply if a large proportion of the produce is kind of coming out of a few centralized districts. I mean, I've got produce in my backyard. I think many of us are fortunate enough to to grow our own something, whether it's apples or lettuce or spinach, but we also buy these things from the supermarket. So let's have, uh, let's do the best we can in our own garden, but let's be comfortable with the safety of the products we buy at the supermarket by having them treated in a way that uh, keeps them as safe as possible for our family. So now that we have so much more research, as you say, that's one by one extinguished any remaining doubts or concerns, and we are seeing these outbreaks crop up more and more frequently because of better detection and reporting, and we're aware of the financial impacts of these, do you think that we might be approaching a tipping point here where uh, where Congress might be more amenable to reevaluating that decision and opening the, the gates for this technology to be more widely used? My, I would certainly hope so. I mean, we all have people in our that we love, and we want to keep them safe. 
We used to think that ground beef and poultry were the greatest cause of foodborne illness, but in recent years, it's been fresh produce. We cook poultry, we cook ground beef, and we might accidentally cross-contaminate it at home, but we eat our lettuce raw, we eat our spinach. Well, I like it cooked as well, but we eat many of these things raw. We need to have a higher step in sanitation here. And the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention uh, has examined this technology and indicated how many lives could be saved Mm. if products were irradiated. Mm-hmm. And, and it is profound. You're saving lives by using the technology. So if that means talk to your congressman, if it means talk to your supermarket, uh, whatever way, we need to be, be moving forward now. Well, I want to thank you so much for your insight and your expertise on this, Dr. Brune. I think it's a, a technology that some of us don't have a lot of exposure to and reason to feel suspicious of, but it is always helpful to know more uh, when we're trying to weigh these costs and benefits. Yeah, thank you so much. Delighted to share this information. And by the way, I have irradiated ground beef in my freezer because <laughs> I like to I like to act on what I speak about. I want to keep everyone who eats at my house safe. So I buy irradiated foods whenever I can. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, if the holidays are taking a toll on your healthy habits, Get Fit Guy Brock Armstrong and I have put together a little daily motivation and inspiration that will help you make the most of this festive season without throwing your healthy habits under the bus. You can sign up for our Healthy Holiday Toolkit at nutritionovereasy.com slash holiday. The Nutrition Diva podcast is produced by Nathan Sems with editorial support from Joe Muscolino and our wonderful team at quickanddirtytips.com. If you enjoy the show, please consider giving it a review on iTunes. It really helps others discover the program. And if you'd like to connect on Facebook or Twitter, you'll find me at Nutrition Diva. Have a great week and remember to eat something good for me. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of seventh generation. Find seventh generation laundry detergent in fresh lavender and other scents at seventhgeneration.com. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are.